Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Well, all righty then. This is the WCHL Podcast. I am the Commissioner, Christopher Perry, and on the other end of the line is my very best friend in all the world, the ice technician extraordinaire at the Blazers Ice Center, the general manager for the University of Oklahoma Hockey Club, and the lead pom-pom cheerleader for OU Hockey. It's Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the peeps. Yo, yo, yo. Andrew, welcome back. Welcome back. You uh, last we left, you were off to uh, spend lots of money at IKEA. You, uh, I take oh. it, you successfully uh, you returned. I I made the return. Yeah, and made- how, how many how many pieces of particle board and Allen wrenches did you come back with? Loads or littles? Uh, oh, loads. Oh, loads. Yeah. Uh, car was back to the gills. Couldn't see out of the back window. Yeah. Yeah. The whole nine yards. We got shelves and bookcases and desks and of course that's what IKEA has. Yeah. And and the decorative pegboard for the walls and <laughs> uh, did you did you get any little knickknacks? IKEA is great for all the little knickknacks that they have laying around. Oh egg I've timers got, and you know, colanders and stuff that you didn't know that you needed. I've got I've got a uh, little knickknack on the credenza behind me as we speak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got all kinds of good stuff. There you go. Sweet. Did you bring home any Swedish meatballs or any cinnamon rolls? I did not. Oh, dang it. I did not. I did not. All right, all right. Well, that would be considered a fail in my book, but, uh, you know, because I I go to the furniture store for all the the food, so. (laughs) But but if if you've seen me, that explains it, too. (laughs) I was was a little offended this weekend when we were down there. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, I was a little offended. (laughs) Yeah. We're, we stayed at a hotel that uh, my wife and daughter love to stay at there in Dallas. Yeah. And uh, it's it's not really my type of people that that darken the doorstep of this place. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. You know, okay. I'm, I'm, along, I'm along for the ride. Yeah. So we go out Sunday to uh, to get our car. Of course, it's the type of place that you have to valet park your car and all that. You know? Whoa, so, la-di-da. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm waiting in line. I'm, I'm third in line. Older gentleman in front of me, hands his keys. The valet guy comes back, and he pulls up in a little, uh, uh, some kind of Ferrari with paper tags on it. The, the guy gets out, and he's like, sir, that's a very nice car that you have there. Yeah. And they they talk for a second. Lady in front of me hands him her tag. He goes and gets her car. He comes wheeling back up in a uh, Bentley. He gets out and he says, man, that's a very nice car that you have. And <laughs> they talk for a second. I walk up and, you know, I've got a, I've got jeans on, dirty tennis shoes, a, a, a gray OU hockey hoodie. You know, look, I really looked the part of, of being in this establishment, you know. Yeah. I'm surprised somebody didn't come and tell me that the toilet paper is out in the men's room, <laughs> you know. Ask you and, if you had the equipment. Yeah, and you know, so I, I hand him our tag, and he comes back, and he he hands me my keys, and he says, well, you guys have a nice day. 
<laughs> no, I, com- no car compliment. Yeah, I got in the I got in the car and I looked at my wife and I said, "What do you think it was? The dog nose prints on the far window, or the trunk stuffed with IKEA boxes that he didn't compliment our car? <laughs> what do you, which one do you think it was?" Oh, uh, you got your was, feelings hurt. I, I was very offended by that. <laughs> Poor I, Andrew. I was very, I was very offended. Oh, geez. Well, we're glad you made it back, Andrew. And uh, I mean, that's that, that's a heck of a weekend to go away because we had a busy weekend. We had yes, we did six groups of games. And while you were off, uh, fine, you know, dealing with uh, particle board and snotty valets. That's right. Division two, Northern Arizona went down to Grand Canyon uh, to play those guys down at uh, AZ Ice Arcadia, Arizona Ice Arcadia. Have you ever been there? I have never been to that one. I yet. heard it's not the kind of place that has a valet. Well, sounds like my kind of establishment. Although I've heard it's also the kind of place that will take care of your car for you, even though they don't have valets. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> make, 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 sure, make sure all the wheels and uh, hubcaps and stuff are still there when you come yeah. back. Well, you know, that kind of sounds like my kind of place. Anyways, Grand Canyon uh, took care of Northern Arizona. They gave them some special attention. Uh, yes, they did. Waxed them nine to one and eight to four. How about how about uh, Jacob Cummings, number thirty-three? Yeah, we've talked about Grand him before. Canyon. We've talked about him before. He's wearing a goalie number, but he's a, a skater. Yes, yes. What was it? Friday night, two goals, two assists. Really? And then he comes back on Saturday and uh, pumps in three goals and one assist. You know, Friday night, I get to watch both these games. Friday night was just an absolute beatdown. Now, Saturday was a lot closer. It's uh, eight to four was the was the final, but there was it. It got it was like four to three at one point. Yeah, four three, and then five three, and then yeah, right. I mean, there was a whole lot of puckering going on over there with. Uh, uh, with, with the antelopes and their their announcers were even talking about it, saying, "Hey, wait a second, we weren't expecting yeah. this. We killed these <laughs> folks nine to one last night." And yeah, what's going on here? Now we're th- now we're within one goal, but fortunately for uh, for head coach Danny Roy and GCU, they you know they just kept uh, pumping away and they uh, loaded some more goals onto them, and eight to four was the final. How about how about Grand Canyon? A hundred and three shots this weekend. <laughs> that's what that's what you're supposed to do against a Division two team. Hundred hundred and three to forty seven. I mean, wow. holy smokes! Yeah, I mean that's, the, uh, that's what you do. Yeah, I mean, Mason Mason Cruz, number eleven from Grand Canyon. Yeah, he had three three assists on Friday night. So the boys the boys played well. Now I, I got to tell you, and this is just me—a little uh, in, inside the mind of Chris Perry for a second. Oh boy, yeah, this ought to be this ought to be entertaining. <laughs> I like Northern Arizona uh, for one reason. There were a couple of boys uh, during my time helping out the OU hockey team. There were a couple of boys from Flagstaff, and after a weekend of playing at Arizona State, I believe we drove up on a Sunday to do those boys a favor and their families. And we played a one-off against Northern Arizona. And this was when they only had one team, and I believe they were Division Three. And so we played at the Jay Lively Ice Arena. It's a city arena, and it's nice. I mean, it backs right up to the woods. It's just a beautiful yeah. little bandbox yeah. Fla- little place. Flagstaff's very underrated for sure. Flagstaff is very underrated. And so I have a little place in my heart for NAU because of – those boys, they're Kyle Allen and Trevor Hallberg, and Trevor's now a dentist in uh, Flagstaff, and Kyle, he lives in Phoenix, but his parents are up in uh, 
Uh, his parents are awesome, and his parents, they live in Flagstaff. Anyways, so I have a little bit of affinity for NAU. However, I, for the longest time, I tried to get NAU to go to make the jump from Division Two to Division One because I said it's an easy ad for the Western Collegiate Hockey League. Exactly. And those guys just resisted, 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 and it never came to be. So it's kind of a little push-pull for me. I, I like flagpole America. I like NAU. I like the the little rink that they've – heck, it's been rebuilt since we were there because the, the they had so much snow the roof caved in one year. Oh, geez. Yeah. So they've rebuilt it, and they still play out of there. And I, they're, they're the ice jacks. They – they broadcast their games on a on a radio station called KJAC, which I just <laughs> think is great, and um, and they fill the place up. But the fact that they consistently refused to go Division One, and they consistently you know balked at my efforts to get them to go Division One and get them to join our conference. Yeah, I wasn't too I wasn't too yeah. sad to see GCU just lay the wood to them. So got got what they deserved. Right? Yeah, that's what I, I was I was thinking. You know, <laughs> come on, you guys would be so much better had you made the jump a couple of years ago, but it wasn't yep. to be. So, anyways, that's uh, from the evil mind of Chris Perry right there. All right, uh, hey, speaking of uh, speaking of evil minds, holy smokes, the next series up there in Springfield, Missouri, Andrew, oh, number one Lindenwood boy. came to town. To take on Missouri State, ooh, and I, what do you, you know, the games were Lindawood uh, six to one, and then seven to one. Seven to one. Did you watch any of them? I did. I did. And the the Friday night game was a lot closer than than it, than the score indicated. It was like two to one after one after two periods. Yeah. Or then, you know, close to two periods of play, and then uh, yeah, and then the wheels uh, fell off. Yes, they. Uh, Missouri State had. What probably three minutes of bad of bad hockey and Lindenwood made him pay. Lindenwood pounced and yeah, big big breakdown there to start the third period and it and it cost Missouri State for sure. It did. And then the next night was there was just no holding back. I mean, it was just constant pressure and a barrage from from on Saturday from the jump. It was like three to three to nothing six to yes. one i mean yeah six, and yeah then, it was yeah it was six, ugly six six nothing after after two periods but, yeah but you know here again there there another breakdown you know two goals 10 seconds apart and three goals within you know about three and a half minutes or so for lindenwood to start the game off yep you know if you've seen lindenwood play like you and i have over the years you you can't give those guys they're like a shark in blood water right they sure are if they if they sniff blood, they they pounce right, and and you can't do that to those guys. You know that that's that's an apt description because they're always in motion. I've I've this is just me, right? Um, I don't want to speak for you or for anybody else, but Lindawood they've got decent goaltending, not great goaltending. They've got decent defense, not great defense, but their offense is elite. Yeah, and their mindset is. I'm going to keep all the pressure on you. It's kind of like uh, Texas Tech and the air raid offense. Um, you know, in football, they're putting all yep. the pressure on you. Yep. They don't have to worry about playing defense because you're they're on offense the whole time, and you're never going to get the puck deep into their zone because they're always rushing it out immediately. They're on always constantly in motion. And, and the big thing too is is they've bought into a system that Zombo's taught up there, right? Yep. And it's and it's and it's been that system for years now, right? And oh it's, yeah. And it's that's what's impressive to me, anyway. 
Yeah. Well, anyways, I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm impressed. This is just me uh, looking at the shot totals. Uh, the, the shots were ugly against Missouri State, but I was the thing that impressed me the most was really the shots for Missouri State. So I don't know if those were gifts from the Missouri, the local Missouri State scorekeeper or if those were real. But usually, you know, Lindawood gets away with maybe 10, 15, allowing 10 or 15 shots a game. Yeah, usually keep you under 20, right? Yeah. And, you know, in both in these games, they allowed, what, 32 and 38, something like yep. that? Yep. Yeah. So there are a lot of shots in the, a lot of shots this weekend, right? A lot of shots. And it was a back and forth affair. And, uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just ugly, ugly, ugly. Now the Missouri state folks will tell you that the, you know, the score was, you know, not indicative of how close the game was. And I would, uh, I would tend to agree on the Friday night game, uh, for the first, you know, 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. And then yeah, the re- the remainder of the weekend, it was Saturday just got ugly. Yeah, it was, it was, I think the score is indicative of exactly what happened. Yeah. So, well, too bad for Missouri State. And we'll talk about uh, how that affected them in the rankings because it had a great effect on the rankings. Yes, it did. The other uh, non-conference series that happened in the West, involving a Western Collegiate Hockey League team was Arizona heading up to Why Not, My Not. I think, Andrew, you looked at uh, the temperature. Oh, it's going to be brutal. You said it was 6 degrees Celsius was the high one day. I believe so, something like that. It hit brutal. Oh. Incredible. Well, hey, they had Arizona had a rough weekend up there uh playing the number two beavers uh minot won the first game by a score of seven to one and uh now the next game was a little bit tighter it was a it was it was a three to one game uh and it was a it was late it was yes it was uh it was two third period goals that yeah yeah it was tied at one tied at one after two yep and then uh two to one and then Minot just scored a dagger of a power play goal with eight seconds to go to make it three to one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that that was a dagger. But you know what's alarming to me here is, and we and we know like watching just like talking Lindenwood, we know they're all offense all the time. Minot is just the opposite, right? Yep. They have they they play a trap. They it's defense first, and they they lull you to sleep, right? They grind and, you into submission. How about how about twenty five shots for Arizona for the weekend? Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's indicative of what you think of Minot, right? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yep. It's. Uh, I mean, that's. They they just grind you into submission. They just. It's it's relentless, relentless pressure. And um, you know, depending on how you react, you know, you're either going to crack, and then they're capable. Minot is capable of doing what Lindenwood does, scoring yep. in bunches. Or they'll just, you know, they don't mind just being working like and plugging away yeah. and getting a goal here, goal there, and before yeah. you know it, it's five one seven one. Yeah, they don't mind, you know, for getting into a, what you call an old fashioned street fight, right? Just yep, getting in there and grinding it out. Yeah. yeah. So that was why, the, ugly. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Oh. But we need to quit talking about traps and all offense, all defense, stuff like that. We don't want our listeners to get the wrong impression of us here. Why is that that we that we that we might know what we're talking about? The, yeah, let's let's not give them the wrong impression. We're not hockey uh-huh. guys. Yeah, yeah, let's let's dumb this thing back down here. <laughs> so, uh, so, so in the non-conference games, yeah, number two might not just uh, took care of Arizona. Arizona needs to find a way to score. I mean, come yes. on. I mean, that's that. I I think that's 
just kind of the nature of what we're dealing with here with the Wildcats here in the spring semester is they need yeah, to put up some goals. That's their Achilles heel, right? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, we're we're talking, you know, Grand Canyon's got nine and eight, Lindawood's got six and seven, Minot's got seven and three. We're going to talk about some other games where there's, you know, four goals here, eight goals there, five goals. You know, Arizona's got one goal. They might in in each of these games. They've, I think they might have had two or three at most in some of the more recent games. Um, I think the most goals they've scored so far this season um, has been like five. Yeah, in a game, and that was like at, versus Colorado State at the beginning of the year, and maybe at Colorado, I think. Yeah, that, so, yeah, that, that's a tough go, right? They, uh, I, I know they're I, hurting, and I know it's late in the semester, and everybody's hurting though. Yep, yep, everybody's right there. Mm-hmm. So they need to find some goals. Hopefully, they'll find some goals here pretty quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Can't, can't, can't win a hockey game if you don't score goals, right? Well, you know, can't. You, you can, that's what. That's yeah. what the hockey guy. That's what the hockey guys tell me anyway. <laughs> Them smart people. Yep. Hey, uh, so we had so those are three non-conference series. We also had three conference series. Uh, the first one involved Andrews Oklahoma Sooners. They got on a bus and they went all the way to Utah, oh. Salt Lake, America. Oh yes, they got on a bus for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you said it was what seventeen hours. 18, I think, from here to there. 18? Oh, that's not bad. Come on. We've had uh, worse. Well, it's amateur hours, yeah, but still. I mean, oh. And, and and the weather was nice. It wasn't like they had to drive through snow or anything. No, no. Weather worked out well for them, so. Yep. Now, the games didn't work out so much, at least the Friday night game, because Utah just absolutely pasted Oklahoma 8-2. to two. Yes. And on Friday night, and it wasn't even that close. I mean. No, jump, jumped on them quick and never looked back through two periods, right? Nope, nope. So, it was... Uh, it was no bueno for uh, for the Sooners and and hey the the boy whose name we were having trouble with the other day Shay Land Acoustic Land Acoustic huge game Land Acoustic he had what a hat trick or three three goals and one assist yeah on in the eight to two game on Friday night oh how about that how now about hey that? What I thought- for Oklahoma they had a kid the, the same kid scored both goals and they're they were special teams goals a, a shorty yeah. and a and a power a shorty play and a power play yeah an Oklahoma City kid Tristan Glass really okay yeah oh yeah an Edmund kid the, uh, Edmund oh wow yeah I hear a local kid the, uh, yeah what I thought was impressive what I what I really took out of the night yeah <laughs> Was both teams went one for zero on the power play? <laughs> you really like that when the <laughs> when the the Utah scorekeeper forgets to punch in oh. what 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 are power plays and what aren't? Kills me! It they, kills me! They punch in the power play goals, but they don't punch in the power play opportunities. Oh, kills me! <laughs> well, I can tell you, and you can. You, the next night was scored properly. Um, now, yes, it was, and it, yes, not it just was. because of the outcome of the game. The outcome of the game was a five to four Oklahoma win in a shootout, yeah, which is a long shootout. Yeah, a long shootout. It went eight rounds. Eight rounds. How about and that? Uh, three. It it wasn't like a one to nothing in eight rounds. It was three to two. So uh, they matched wow. one another. Lots of lots of goal scoring going on. Lots of goal scoring in the shootout, and they they matched one another when the pressure was on. So uh, good good for them. Yep. The um, but yeah, Oklahoma, you know, to their credit, and what a what a great way they get pasted the night before, eight to two, and then they, you know, they could have easily just curled up in a ball. Oklahoma's not going to nationals. Nope, they could have said, yeah, backed it up and gone in. Right? They could have said, you know, the heck with this, and hey, let's have fun in Salt Lake, and 
let's you know get on the bus and go home and who cares about the results season's over blah 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 to their credit they played and they played tough they did they and did. yeah i mean they uh you know tied the game up and uh didn't they didn't get down i mean they they worked nope. their tail off and it was a they, fun game to watch yeah and our, our little uh our little uh foreign exchange student um, the kid from Germany, Simon Weingartner, you know, he played well Saturday, goal and two assist. Yeah. So he, he played well and that's, you know, good for them. And then, uh, you know, on the other side, what is it? Shay Landis, Kusick, Is that how we said it? Yep. You know, he matched him with a goal and two assist again. So, you know, what that give him four goals and three assists on the weekend. So it's just insane, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He, he played well. Kids and, playing well. Heating up at the right time, you know the uh, uh, in in you know the uh, uh, the Oklahoma goaltender on uh, Friday night was your your buddy uh, Hawks. What's it? It's not Ethan Hawks. Is it Nolan? Uh, you don't even know Nolan. his first name. Yeah, Nolan Hawks. Ethan Hawks is yeah. an actor. Yeah, no, but, you threw uh, me off with that Ethan Hawks thing. <laughs> well, he 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 played he played lights out. He played very well. Anderson has been the stud in net for Utah all season long. Yeah. And, uh, and you know he Andrew, Hawks matched Anderson goal for goal and uh, yeah I thought it was a yeah I was impressed because again you could have just it was it was it would have been too easy for those kids to and totally understandable for those kids to just mail it in yep totally and right. and, and and on the other side you got to know that Utah was just crushed because they're fighting for a spot at nationals. Yeah, they're just and, holding on by the skin of their teeth, right? Yeah, and the last thing they want to do is go to lose or go to overtime against the number 38 or 40 team in the nation, whatever Oklahoma was at the time. And so, uh, I mean, they had a whole lot to play for, and Oklahoma could have easily just rolled over, and they didn't. So, uh, you know, a lot of lot of that, that was a character win, I thought, and it 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 was uh, pretty impressive. Got a, from a Utah point of view, it was depressing because. You know they were expected to come out and stomp another mud hole in, in the Sooners, and um, it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. So hey, props. And then hey, um, look at the uh, Andrew. If you look at the uh, score sheet, I I happen to see that. Oh look, uh, Utah went one for four on the power play, and Oklahoma went zero for three. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not nearly as good a percentage as Saturday night on so, the power so, play. Somebody somebody I know went, went in there and made sure that. <laughs> Made sure. Uh, what, here, another inside baseball. We everything is put down on a score sheet. Score sheets are sent to me. I put the games for the most part into the system. When it goes to a shootout, though, there's there's a separate sheet that goes that that takes down and records all the stuff. Who the goaltenders are, who the shooters are. Was it a save? Was it a miss? Or was it a score? And that is one of not it's not gonna i'm not gonna say it's the bane of my existence but it's one of the little needles in my in my hide that happens throughout the season because i and it 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 doesn't matter the team few 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 teams actually use that shootout sheet so thank god for youtube thank god for watching games live and actually you know taking down the, the the stats so that we had them because when i got the score sheet that shootout went eight scores deep and when I got the score sheet, it said the winning goal was scored by number 25. And, and that was it. It totally ignored the other, or number 29, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. it, it, it said, uh, it totally ignored the eight shooters who, yeah. on Utah and the seven other shooters for yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, 
the other four goals that were scored in the shootout didn't yep. matter. Yep. Yep. Uh, so just crazy. So now I'll tell you who did it right. It's our friends down at Arizona State because on Friday night, they went to a shootout with UNLV, number four UNLV, and number 21 Arizona State. And Arizona State beats UNLV in a shootout four to three. That went five shooters deep. And only one goal. Only one goal. And by God, ASU used the shootout sheet. There you go. So Winner, 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 chicken dinner. Winner, right winner, chicken dinner is right. So, hey, props to those guys. So, yeah, Arizona State comes out, and they secure a, an overtime win. It goes into the – I mean, a shootout win. It goes into the computer as a tie, but still a that, – That's a huge win right there, in my opinion. A huge morale booster. You walk off, yeah. and you're celebrating, and you're happy, and you're not yep, thinking that, it's a tie. You just won the game. That's Yeah, that's that's a big win for those guys, right? Yeah, Dawson Rodin was the, uh, was the goaltender in there for ASU, and he just bested um, – uh, you know, the stud in net for, for, um, uh, for UNLV, Zach Wixon. Zach Wixon, yep. And, um, you know, it was, I thought, again, it, that would be a character win because ASU could have easily said, I mean, they got down two to nothing in the, uh, in the first period, and they could have just mailed it in and said, well, hey, it's UNLV, they're number four in the nation, they're here to kick our butt. Yeah, and they fought back. They fought back, yep. Yeah, yep. tied the game up in the third, and uh, you know, and then um, you know, ended up taking it in the shootout. So, props to ASU for a, now, a Friday night win. Now, I do like UNLV's number six. Yeah, the uh, Ezekiel Estrada. <laughs> why do you? Yeah, why do you like? A, you just like the that, name? That's a good name right there. Yeah, you think he's related to Eric Estrada? Do you think they <laughs> think they played the Chips theme song when he hits the ice? <laughs> bum, 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 bum. No? Oh, Lord. I used to watch that show with my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going. Everyone listening. Only the old people know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they, yeah they're the only ones that know what we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, UNLV got them back the next night. They won 4-3 to three in a very close game. And, again, the goal was decided with uh, uh, in the third period. Yeah. Um, and, and ASU tightened it up. It was, uh, what, two to – here, I'm looking at the score sheet. What, yeah, two, two, two nothing through two. Yeah. No, and two, then, two. Uh, two, two through two. I mean, yeah. 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 Yep. Two, two yeah, yeah. through one. And then they UNLV scores two goals, and you're thinking, uh-oh, here we go. Here's UNLV. Yeah. And, and then, ASU scores another to make it tight, and it was 16 yeah. minutes of white-knuckle action there. Yeah. How about that? Three Three goals scored in the first five minutes. Yeah, the third period, like holy smokes, like Katie bar the door. Here we go, right? Yeah. Like, and then they 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 took a hiatus after that, but holy smokes! Now I tell you, you know, we talked earlier about Tate Green, the the head coach of, the, of ASU that started the season, and how yep. you know at the semester break he was let go, and um, you know Austin Klein is now uh, along with Kelly Newton, or, or those two guys are running the Sun Devils. And Tate's a Tate's a great guy. Don't get me wrong, but I'm telling you what the since they turned the 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 uh, since they made the change, ASU has played very 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 well. Yep. Um, here in the second semester. Now, is it enough to get a, a spot at nationals? You know that remains to be seen. But uh, all of a sudden, Clayton Lackey looks like Clayton Lackey. All of a sudden, Elliot Plourd looks like Elliot Plourd. All of a sudden, you're starting to uh, you know get some solid defense from. Uh, you know, 25, Wyatt Palmer. 
you know, you're, you're, you're getting some, you know, consistent production out of the big, uh, who's the big kid, 15, uh, Hoffenkamp. Yeah, he's Tim, a Tim Hoffenkamp. He's, uh, I, I mean, ASU is, uh, I'm not going to say they're resurgent, but they've, they've turned it around. They could have easily mailed it in after having a really, you know, rough first, first semester. First semester was rough. Yep. Yeah, sure. but uh, they're they're playing hard. I don't. I think they only. I think they've only lost two games in the spring semester, and that was uh, here to UNLV, and I think also to the second game at, at, at Arizona. Yep, and then they've won everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, hey, props to those guys. Yep. So now I know that's gonna that's gonna make a, a certain wizard. Yeah, in uh, in Dayton, Ohio, all hat, no cape. <laughs> it's going to make him angry because I've lauded. You know, he's going to tell me that me and ASU we need to go get a room or something. But, <laughs> but it's it's just a fact. They've they're they're playing very very well, and I they're yes they are. They're no longer an easy out. They're uh, you know, when you see ASU on the schedule, it's tough. Yep, totally. So. They uh, they're playing well. They played well out here two weeks ago with the, with us, and they played well last weekend. So and UNLV is you know they're they're coming off of uh, a couple of you know rough uh, they, you know went to Liberty and you know split out there had some had some rough series and um, uh, you know they split but it's still you know a rough bang them up type of a thing. Yeah, and, yeah, missing missing what two kids this weekend? Yep, you know, and so uh, uh, so yeah they're. Uh, yeah, UNLV is trying to find their way. They'll they'll be back to full strength here uh, this upcoming weekend. But um, yeah, let's uh, you know, good for UNLV to respond back. They could have easily just kind of you know said, "Well, not our weekend. We're missing some guys." Yeah, and, yeah not our weekend. We're done. But they didn't do it. And uh, props to Coach Greener, and uh, they're still there at number four. So good for them. The, uh, and then your favorite series of all, right? There we go. The Rocky Mountain Showdown. Uh, oh, Friday night in Boulder, Saturday up in the fort. And Andrew, Colorado State wins both of these games 2-1 yes. to one in overtime in Boulder. And then an epic, an epic at epic on on Saturday on Greek night. They, they packed that place uh-huh. out. It was, it was nutty how many people <laughs> were there. Uh, it was a five to three victory for CSU. So CSU ends up sweeping uh, the the weekend here for uh, for uh, against their oh. arch rivals. How about CSU on Saturday? Four goals in the third period to pull out the win. Honest that's, to God, Andrew, I was that's massive. It was three to one CU at the second intermission, and I was flipping around to another game, and I came back and I looked, and all of a sudden it said four to three CSU, and I was like, well, what did I miss? Yeah. And sure enough, they scored three goals. Um, and, and quickly, yeah, three goals like, quickly in like three minutes of each other. Yeah, I mean, what a whatever it was that head coach Camden Lambert said to the to the Rams in the, at the second intermission. He needs to bottle it. He needs to save it for this weekend, and he needs to save it for next season because exactly. it worked. Yeah, that was huge. Just, just what? Yeah, absolutely huge. So. Uh, what a deal! And then, of course, um, you know, on on Friday night, it it just goes without saying that uh, you know they 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 scored late uh, in the third period. They were down. It was a zero zero game going into the third. CU gets a goal on uh, early in the third period, about five minutes in, and CSU is just pressuring and pressuring and pressuring and pressuring and relentless, and. Um, uh, they they score with like four minutes to go in the game, 
and I believe I want to say it was even a, a power play where they had pulled the 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 the, the goaltender. It was they scored late. I know that to tie yeah. the game because C CU was cruising to a one to nothing home victory, and then boom, then boom, CSU gets the goal. They force it to overtime. Overtime was a back and forth affair, and there were there were a lot of chances in overtime uh, for both teams. And um, CSU ends up on a it was a two on one uh, breakaway or I mean a two on one odd man opportunity, and uh, they just put it away about three minutes into uh, overtime, and bada bing bada boom, they walk out of Boulder with a uh, with a with a victor or a victory over their arch rivals. Exciting stuff right there. You know it's kind of weird. We talked before how you and we'll talk about it before uh, later on about OU and UCO. They tend to play uh, better in their opponent's barn. Yep. CU earlier this year played two games up in the fort at the uh, Edora Pool and Ice Center, and they won both of those games in Fort Collins. And uh, CU, uh, I mean CSU, earlier this year won the game or uh, played in Boulder. And, uh, you know, it looked for all practical purposes like this was going to, this weekend was going to stay true to form. That with uh, Colorado State winning in Boulder and CU winning up in, uh, up in uh, Fort Collins. But man, CSU had the, had that epic third period. Holy smokes. What a, they brought the chickens out, Andrew. They must have brought all the chickens out there at Fort Collins. Oh boy. Brought the chickens out. What a third period comeback. Watch out. <laughs> you, we're, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. It'll be like ZZ Top when they went on tour for their. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think it was Deguayo was was the album was, they went on tour in the seventies. Yeah, they, they brought a traveling circus with them. They brought it. Yeah, it was. A, they brought a steer and a, chickens <laughs> and uh, they they brought all sorts of farm animals out there on stage did, with them. Did you ever watch that ZZ Top documentary? Hell yeah, I did. Come on, um, that's that's, that's right up my alley. Different. Yeah, was that a couple years ago? I think I told you about it, didn't I? Yep, yep. Yeah, how about that? It was that was good stuff. And and for for all you young people, ZZ Top is a rock band. They actually plays yeah. instruments, and uh, they, there's no sampling or any of that baloney going on. So, uh, anyways, it was uh, yeah. So so there we go. We had uh, three conference series and three non-conference series. The WCHL standings. Everybody has now played 18 games, and everybody will play their last games of the season or last conference games of the season coming up here this upcoming weekend. Uh, right now, the uh, Central Oklahoma Broncos are in first place. They have uh, secured the auto bid to nationals from the WCHL. They have won the WCHL Champions Cup, and uh, they have 48 points. Missouri State is is tied in second place with uh, Nevada Las Vegas at, with 40 points. Arizona is in fourth place. Utah fifth place. Arizona State sixth. They're just one point behind Utah. Then we have Colorado, Grand Canyon, Oklahoma, and Colorado State, and uh, that's it. Colorado and State and Oklahoma are two points apart, or no, one point apart. So one point apart. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of tight. Yeah, yeah, tight at the top, and then tight in the middle, and tight at the bottom. So that's pretty evenly matched teams right there. There you go. Yeah, not a bad little conference, I'd say we have there, Andrew. 
All right. Well, hey, let's do this. Let's we we've jibber jabbered on too long uh, about the uh, about the games and about ZZ Top and about uh, Chris's inside baseball thoughts and uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's hear a little horn and a little uh, you know you know what let's hear a little bit of Letter Kenny. No, you know no. what I, I like I like I like the Jules Winfield. Let's listen to Jules Winfield. Let's listen to Jules, and then we'll uh, we'll come back and talk Nationals because it's right around the corner. Well, he was more than just a coach. Uh, he was really a teacher. Work that crunch. That's the way I like it. What the hell? We... You gonna let him stand in here like a... Hold it! Just because you look like the gimp don't mean you play like the gimp. Don't let him stand in here and punk you like you patting him on the legs. Give him the... Go on, man, shot! Be a bad motherfucker. Here you go. Let's go! Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, Let's do that hockey. All righty, Andrew. Boy, you know, I hear that uh, Samuel L. Jackson, we might need to tone that one down. I don't know if you're allowed to say gimp these days anymore. It's 2022. Yeah, yeah it's not politically correct anymore, is it? Yeah, you know, I, I saw I saw a little thing on uh, online that said, would Pulp Fiction be able to be made these days? <laughs> you know, so uh, so who knows? Who knows? Yeah, a bunch of, bunch of weenies. <laughs> Andrew, we had the uh, most recent ranking, ACHA Men's Division One Ranking 17 came out earlier today, and we found that there are, tw- let's see here, one, two, oh. three, four, five, six WCHL teams in the top 25. Is everybody happy? Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, no, they're God. not. Oh, I'm the poor SOB that gets to put the ranking out. It gets sent to me, and I turn it around about uh, 10 minutes later. Uh, after I find a picture and I get it all, I get it all primed and ready to simultaneously release on the ACHA website, on ACHA Facebook, and ACHA Twitter. Big, big communication stuff there. Yeah, I know. Big hot, 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 hot stuff right there. I mean, we're talking like big time, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm the poor person that gets to put it out. I'm also the poor person that gets a lot of the slings and arrows when it goes out. <laughs> so I got a couple of phone calls and then I got a lot of texts and, uh, yeah, kind of interesting, but, uh, Hey, mm-hmm. no, Nevada, Las Vegas stays number four yep. central Oklahoma drops a spot, even though they didn't play, they drop a spot to number seven. Missouri State was the big, uh, dropper of, at least from the, uh, can you say that a big dropper? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Huh. They, they they dropped four spots from nine to thirteen. Whoa. Arizona stayed at sixteen. Utah dropped three spots to twenty. Oh, that hurts. Arizona State is number twenty one, and then uh, if the computer were to go keep on going, Grand Canyon's twenty eight, Colorado's thirty three, Oklahoma thirty eight, and Colorado State forty. Um, but what the uh, so what that does is it sets it up for a a an interesting weekend coming up, Andrew, because. For nationals purposes, we're going to take the top twenty teams minus whatever conference auto bids are out there, and we already know that there there are five conference auto bids that are already secured, and one of them is outside of the top twenty, which means that the team ranked number twenty gets bumped. Ooh! And right now, that team is WCHL conference member Utah. Utah. So Central Oklahoma has secured their spot at Nationals. Um, let's see here. Uh, Adrian has secured their spot, I believe. I think they have. Um, Maryville has secured their spot from the MCH, the B Conference. Yep. 
Niagara, out of the terrible New York conference, they've clinched the auto bid, <laughs> but they're number 19, so they're not going to yeah, eat a spot they're away. They're not eating anything up, yeah. Navy, from that terrible Philadelphia league, uh, <laughs> they have clinched, and they're number 35, so that's where they're going to bump They're going to bump number 20 out. So, uh, so Navy is in, and number 20 is out. Navy will be seated oh. number 20, uh, unless somebody... And, and here's the thing. There are three conference championships that are three conference playoffs that will be played this weekend, Andrew. The ESCHL, which is basically up and down the eastern seaboard, New York, Rhode Island, Stony Brook, Delaware, that kind of stuff. Then we have the WAC, the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference, which is kind of oh, Michigan, the, Indiana. Yeah. And then we have the terrible Pittsburgh League, the CHMA. Out of Pittsburgh, <laughs> college hockey mid America or college hockey made. What's a bad a word? <laughs> I could I could think of a lot, but we don't <laughs> we don't have that e on our podcast here. <laughs> Anyways, if if it all stays chalk, if Sto- Stony Brook is the highest ranked team in the ESCHL, Indiana Tech is the highest ranked team in the WAC, and Pittsburgh is the highest ranked team in the CHMA. If that all stays chalk and those three win their playoff, uh, their conference playoffs, they'll win the auto bid and will only lose one team, number 20, uh, out of the top 20. Uh, they'll Only one team will be bumped. But if somebody else wins those conference championships, um, it could potentially bump uh, you know, another couple of teams, yes. depending on how many. So let's go through that really quick because the Eastern States League, I think really the only, uh, well, Stony Brook should win it. The closest ranked opponent, I, th- I believe, is Rhode Island. They're number 22. Uh, Delaware is at number 23. So number eight should win it, but who knows? 22 or 23 yeah. could surprise us. The other two are kind of gimmies or, or, or up in the air, right? They're, the WAC has Indiana Tech at number 10, but then you're also looking. Uh, the WAC has Aquinas at number 17, Michigan Dearborn at 18, and they have Lawrence Tech at 25. I would say, uh, and I think I said this last week, Aquinas or Dearborn could win it as well as yeah, Indiana totally. Tech. I don't know that Lawrence Tech could win it, but um, who knows? Because, I mean, Dearborn's not a bad team. I mean, we've seen them firsthand, right? That's yeah. right. They're 20, 20 wins, eight losses, and uh, two ties. And so, yeah, they're not, they're not shabby. So, uh, so any one of those three teams uh, could win it, four if you count Lawrence Tech. And then out of that terrible Pittsburgh league, uh, you know, Andrew, Pittsburgh is number 12, but then right after that, you've got some other teams. Um, you've got Robert Morris, who is, uh, what is Robert Morris? Robert Morris is number 27, and you've got Indiana, Pennsylvania. They came down here and played your Oklahoma Sooners. Yep. Beat them twice. Team. Yep. They're ranked number 30. So Pitt, Robert Morris, and IUP. If Robert Morris and IUP wins, boom, there's another eat or another spot that's eaten away by an auto bid. So to be super safe, I'd say you got to be number 17. uh, Really, I guess number 16 if we're questioning the Stony Brook possibility. But uh, 17, I think, gets you in. um, And if it all stays chalk, 19. But So we'll we'll find out. This time next week, we will definitely find out. You know, Arizona and Missouri State, they've got to take care of business this weekend, right? And Utah. And Utah. And Utah. Um, you know, Missouri State, they've been top 10 pretty much all season long here, right? Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, you're looking like, man, you guys got to go take care of business just to 
cement your your way into nationals, right? I mean, well, that's that's the unfortunate part is by with them dropping four spots, they dropped from playing on Saturday, having their first game on Saturday. Now their their first game is going to be on Thursday. Yep. Um, if 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 all were to hold, and and here's here's what the matchups would be, Andrew. On Thursday, we would have Missouri State number thirteen playing number twenty Navy, and that would be the first game of the day on Thursday. Then we would have number 14, Ohio, against number 19, Niagara. Maryville at 15 against Michigan-Dearborn, 18. And then, we, and then we would have Arizona at 16 against Aquinas on se- at 17. None of, those, none of those really do anything for me. Oh, well, you know. I think Missouri, you would think Missouri State should wax Navy. You would think Ohio yeah. should take care of Niagara. Maryville and Dearborn will be a heck of a game. And Arizona-Aquinas yeah, would be a heck of a game. Uh, UNLV would get the winner of the Missouri State-Navy game. Uh, the next day on Friday, uh, Liberty would get the winner of the Ohio Niagara game. And if they oh, got Ohio, that'd be like the eighth time they played so, this year. Yeah. And the eighth time Liberty's beat Ohio. <laughs> Minot State would get the winner of Maryville and Dearborn. So that's a tough draw right there. And then uh, the Arizona Aquinas winner would get number one Lindenwood on Lindenwood's oh, home uh, rank. Arizona Lindenwood. That's a that's an intriguing matchup. <laughs> that's that's one that uh, they've been looking forward to for a couple of years. I don't know that this is the year they want it though. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And then the uh, Saturday games would be um, uh, would be really good. Five twelve is Iowa State versus Pittsburgh. Six eleven is Adrian Jamestown. Seven ten is Central Oklahoma versus Indiana Tech, and that's a heck that's of a, a game right there. That's a great little game right there. And then eight nine is the battle of the battle of the. It's, I don't know, what do you say? The ba- battle of the teams you love to hate? Yeah. Stony can, Brook and Illinois. Yeah, they can they can have it, those two. Yeah, yeah. Let's, that, that's a game where you kind of hope an asteroid comes and <laughs> takes out both benches. <laughs> Make, makes makes the world a better place. So, that's right. uh, anyways, yeah, the nice thing is there are no conference matchups in the first round. So, uh, remember last week we had Arizona versus Utah in the first yeah. round. So, um, now the bad part is Utah's bumped out of this field. So, uh, they got some work to do. They got so. some work to do. It's All right, Andrew, are you, are you ready for some upcoming predictions? I am. I am. Let's, Let's see do what it. You got. Thursday night, uh, George Mason ranked number here. Let me look at this. I got to look way down at the bottom of the rankings for them. George Mason, number 60. They play cool. out of that terrible Philadelphia league. <laughs> um, they're going out to the desert to play three games, one against Arizona State's Division One team, the ACHA Division One team on Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, they're playing Arizona State's Division Two team. Whoa. So why, right right there, you, I, yeah. Why would you go that far to play a D2 team? There you go. I was going to say right there, it calls, in, in my opinion, it calls into question oh. their judgment. Why are you spending money? Are you that desperate to go to... The Ugh. desert. Um, but, uh, hey, they're playing George Mason. is playing Arizona State on Thursday night at Oceanside. What do you think, Andrew? What's going to happen there? And that's number 21 <laughs> against number 50, uh, number 60. Can I can I just call it an ASU sweep for the weekend? Uh, wow. <laughs> well, you're saying for Division Two as well? Yeah, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and span on over to D two. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think the I think the prescription for George Mason this weekend is pain. Yep. It's gonna hurt. They're just gonna Wait. they're gonna get a butt kicking. Yes. All all three games. I'm t- I looked at that and I was like, why in the world? I was trying to I was looking on the D one schedule. I totally. This is just me. 
I mean, I don't pay attention to much attention to Division Two or anything else. But uh, so when I saw they were playing a one-off against ASU, I was like, well, who are they playing Vegas? No, they can't be playing Vegas. Are they playing U of A? No, they can't be doing that. Are they playing GCU? No, they can't be doing that. Who the heck are they playing? And then I so I looked at the Mason schedule, and they're playing Division Two teams. And I thought, man, why uh, why waste all that money? Why? I mean, there's teams you can drive to. Yeah, out east to travel games. to travel across country uh, to play Division Two games. Wow. So, anyways, and play two at the D one, and then play one at the D two level. Yeah, if you, I mean, hopefully they're flying uh, out. They've already flown out there today on Wednesday. I mean, they should have played Wednesday, Thursday, but um, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. They're new to Division one, and this this is just evidence that they're really new to Division one. Because boy, that's questionable schedule making right there. Yes, it is. But all ASU right, sleep. A- ASU's going to smoke George Mason. I mean, yeah. I couldn't be happier for that. All right, the rest of it is all conference games. Missouri State is going to Colorado to play, uh, finish up their season out, out in Boulder. Uh, what do you think is going to happen there? Uh, split. Whoa, whoa. Missouri State will not like that. <laughs> uh, Grand Canyon is going up to Las Vegas to play the Running Rebels at City National Arena. This will be the first home games at City National for a while. The Rebs have been on the, uh, on the road for a while. They've been on the road. Yeah, road warriors. What do you think is going to happen? All UNLV. All UNLV. Yeah, I kind of kind of tend to agree. Although GCU, GCU played them tough earlier in the season. They did. They did. GCU has some fight in them. So Arizona State heads down after they kick the ever living snot out of George Mason Thursday. They're going down to Tucson to take on U of A in a rivalry game. Ooh. Uh huh. So ASU coming off of a split with UNLV. U of A coming off freezing their cheeks off in Minot and getting. <laughs> Getting a you know lost both, but one was a good game and one was not. What do you think? I'm gonna go split. Yeah, it's a rivalry weekend, isn't it? Those those yeah. are tough to predict. Those are tough to predict. Even if you have one highly ranked team and one non ranked yeah, team, it's a rivalry weekend, and you've got to throw everything out the window. Any, anything happens, right? Anything can happen. All right, uh, Utah goes to Colorado State. What a what a great way to end the season, getting to go to Fort Collins, America. Yeah. I'm telling you what, my my second favorite place in all the world. Um, uh, what do you think is going to happen there? Utah versus CSU. I'm going to say all Utah. Whoa. Oh, wow. Cam the Ram will be so sorely disappointed. <laughs> all Utah here. All right. And then, uh, Andrew, I, this is probably going to put you in a tough spot, but you know what? No one listens to this podcast, so what the heck. You have Oklahoma, UCO, home and home at Oklahoma Friday, at UCO Saturday. Um, I think we'll I think we'll have a split on our hands. Really? I do. I do. Whoa. Okay. All right. Now is that the podcast or is that the general manager talking? <laughs> <laughs> That's the podcast. I, I hear you. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's the general manager talking. <laughs> we maybe afterwards we'll to, do the podcast and we'll get your real <laughs> yeah. your real prediction. Yeah, hit, hit record when I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> All right, so you're saying ASU is going to smoke George Mason. Uh, Colorado and Missouri State will split. UNLV will sweep Grand Canyon. Utah will sweep Colorado State. Arizona Arizona State will split in Tucson. And Oklahoma and Central Oklahoma will split here in the Flatlands, the 405. The 405. Interesting. We'll see. And like we said earlier, you know, OU plays better up in Edmond, and uh, UCO yep. plays better at your place. So that'll be uh, interesting. It'll be a good little. It should be a good little series, I would think. Yeah, yeah. And hey, last time ASU and U of A played down in Tucson, they split. So uh, could could be. Andrew, are you up for some listener questions? 
I am. I am. What do you What do you got for me tonight? I've got. Uh, I've got. Uh, I've got. Well, let's see here. I think I have two, maybe three. Um, Anita Suchia, uh, who is a, a listener, wonderful listener out of Utah. She's also like the uh, broadcaster. She's really? One of the broadcasters. Yeah, not bad. She says, hey, if a genie in a bottle granted you three wishes, how would you use them to benefit or improve the WCHL? <laughs> and when I read that, I was really excited until I got the, how would you be- use them to benefit or improve the WCHL? Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, hell. If I would <laughs> well, do- made- yeah. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, and then it was because there would, you know, it would involve lots of money, a uh, beach, and a uh, hot girl. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, my wife. Yeah. There um, you go. Yeah. Nice, but that nice would be if. She, but yeah. She must have just walked into the kitchen or something. No, like she's that. listening. She's listening. <laughs> and, it, and that would be the truth. I wouldn't want to go anywhere without her. Um, so then. We'll, we'll catch up with the real thoughts after the podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> How would you use them to benefit or improve the WCHL if I could have three wishes? Three wishes. Um, here's what I wish. Three wishes. I wish that we had, I'm going to say, a better geographic um, concentration. Um, in other words, you know, move teams a little bit closer to one another so the, the, the road trips aren't, you know, 17, 24 hours long. Uh, that, so that would be number one. I could, if I could compress some states together, that would be great, or at least some teams. Um, if how if I if a genie in a bottle granted me three wishes, so that would be wish number one. Wish number two would be to, um, you know, make sure that um, find a way to make sure that all ten of the teams are, are are as funded as they possibly can be, and you know, better get better funding so that there's more of an I'm not going to say a level playing field, but so that there are no teams in the Western Collegiate League that go without. Because I know that some teams are penny pinchers and some teams are freewheeling spenders. And um, I would like for all 10 teams to be able to have the opportunity to be freewheeling spenders. Um, and then uh, the, the third thing would be, um, well, I'm tempted to say they need a new commissioner because um, <laughs> yeah. the guy they have right now is a real bozo. <laughs> uh, but um, um, I, I would really like to just win a lot of national championships all in a row and just uh, prove the dominance of the WCHL and the ACHA men's division one ranks. And that's, and that's funny. The, uh, your three wishes and, and my three wishes from my notes that I wrote down here before we got started are pretty dang close together. Yeah. The, uh, so I, I had uh, first wish would be to, uh, fully fund all the teams. Okay. So travel like what you just said, right. Yep. The, uh, the, uh, my second wish would be, uh, to provide scholarships for the kids to alleviate the financial burden. Okay. And then uh, geographics was my was my third note here. Oh, okay. the, uh, move us move us all closer together. So there you go. How about how about that? So we're our thoughts were pretty close together on that. Oh, one. two out of three ain't bad. You know, you, yeah. you you would want to break the ACHA rules right out of the gate by offering scholarships, which goes <laughs> against the basic tenet of the ACHA. But it's okay. We understand, Andrew. Rules are rules are rules. Rules, schmools, whatever. They're they're written by a bunch of old dudes that are boring in a, <laughs> in a dark room somewhere. <laughs> Hey, we got some more questions here from Lee Tyner, who says uh, his first question is, will there ever be a centralized website for all ACHA teams to list their broadcast? Perhaps another column on the schedule with up-to-date URLs. I'd like to watch other teams play, even from other conferences, but it's often difficult to find the feeds. Um, I'll... 
I like where his head is here. I like where his head is here too. Um, there is a centralized website for all ACHA teams to list their broadcasts. It's called the ACHAHockey.org. Uh, and if you go to the scoreboard or even the schedule section, um, most of the teams have, um, I'm, I'm going to say they have the capability of putting in links to their games. Um, if Here, I'm going to click on it right now. Uh, let's look at scoreboard for tomorrow. Um, so, uh, oh, not third, not tomorrow. I'll look at scoreboard for Friday, February the 18th. And if you scroll down to, do, 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 let's find one, let's find one. Here we go. Um, well, I thought I had it. Um, uh, University of Oklahoma. There's a oh, UCO at University of Oklahoma. There's a little microphone icon. Oh. Uh-huh. And that says, if you hover over it, it says BDE Hockey, and that means you can go watch it or listen to it there. If you look down at Arizona, oh. Arizona State, there's a little microphone icon as well as a, uh, a like a video icon, and it says yep. you can hit, watch it at YouTube. You can click onto that game to watch it at YouTube. So the uh, Lee's question is a good one, though, because the information on the ACHA website is only as good as the person that's putting it in. Putting it in, yep. And um, you're talking to the person that put in all the stuff for the Western Collegiate League and also for the B Conference, the MCH. Now, so that's only 16 out of the 68 teams in the ACHA. And I'll tell you, sometimes it's a struggle. Um, because, you know, some people have dedicated platforms, UCO, Oklahoma, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, Missouri State. They all have dedicated platforms, GCU yep. with Black Dog Hockey, UNLV with YouTube. However, you have Colorado that's kind of a literally a game night decision. It's kind of freewheeling out there, yeah. Sometimes it's yeah. on Instagram Live. Sometimes it's on Facebook. Sometimes it's on YouTube. It really just sometimes it's not on at all. Um, and then uh, Colorado State, at least at the beginning of the season, was uh, hit and miss. Now most of their games are on Facebook. So um, it's, uh, it's, it, a lot of it is at the um, – uh, it's, it's a great question. And, uh, you know, if we, could, if we could get more of the teams to uh, – around the ACHA from other conferences to uh, input all their stuff in there, um, we could, uh, uh, we'd have, we'd have a better, we would have a better product and hopefully, yes. hopefully Lee, uh, this time next year, um, or not even this time before the beginning of the season next year, we'll have a better feel. We remember we switched to this, uh, stats program, uh, really over the summer in full. And so it was kind of a hit and miss and it's, uh, it's, you know, I only added those things, you know, after I found out I was just goofing around on the back end and I found out that I could do that. So, um, hopefully before the beginning of the season, I'll have, uh, links for all 16 teams, at least in the two conferences that I oversee. And if I can find links for others, then I'll, I'll do so for others. Um, but you know, it takes, it takes a, a a certain someone dedicated to put that in there and, Yes. Sometimes and, that's me. And I would I would say, you know, on this on the video footage part of this of the aspect here, if you're D one adding to that legitimacy of the ACHE hockey and what the ACHA is wanting to wanting to get to in their goals down the road, right? I think I think the video and the game footage is a major link in that chain, right? 
No doubt. No doubt. You know, there's there's got to be some kind of governing rules here that you know, Division Two, Division Three, the other stuff. You know, that's a little bit smaller, but for the most part, Division One hockey at the ACH level is is big time stuff, right? And yep. and yep. it's delegitimized because you don't know where to go where to go plug in and watch the game at, right? So there's there needs to be something from the top down. If you're in D1, you know, you have to have a clear cut. You know, if you're using Black Dog, if you're using Hockey TV, YouTube, you know, you have to have some kind of a dedicated stream that every game is live on there where you can click it and watch it. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep, I agree. I agree. And hopefully next year we'll be able to do a better job of uh, making that clear, at least on the uh, ACHA website, so that people can look up what's playing and they can just click on a link and go to it. I mean, on, honestly, I didn't realize, I'm just looking at it now, when I see the microphone uh, icon, that tells me it's radio. But if you click oh, okay. on it, if you click on it, you it's actually it'll bring you to Black Dog Hockey. It'll bring you to YouTube yeah. when yeah. when it needs to be the video icon. So that's probably something on the back end that we'll need to address over the uh, over the summer. But and, hey, at uh, least it's there, right? At least it's there, and hopefully I'll do I'll do a better job of that. But you know, honestly, um, some of the bigger teams are two conferences, uh, or the yeah the the WCHL and MCH, uh, and and then some of the conferences that Brian Moran, the men's division one commissioner that he also oversees, so we'll get that information in there. But there are some of the other conferences, like I said, the Pittsburgh, the Philly, the New yeah. York. Sometimes those, I mean, those are really clubs, club level, run by the students, and sometimes uh, they just don't have any idea. Yeah, there's. Uh, they don't think beyond tomorrow, uh, yeah, or if if not beyond, you know, the next hour. So it's tough to get those folks to plan ahead. But you're right, Andrew. It uh, it, it it is an aspect of being Division One that you should have a dedicated. Even if it is a pay-per-view, it, you should have a yes. dedicated platform. Dedicated platform, right? Yep. And, and, yep. Yeah. So, Lee, I'll try to do a better job of that for you for you next year. <laughs> uh, but it is there, and it's there uh, right now, at least for two conferences that I'm aware of. The uh, MCH, the B Conference, and the A Conference. Uh, Lee also asks, hey, what are the key differences other than skill in Division One versus Division Two versus Division Three from a team management perspective in terms of, uh, you know, budget or travel or play times or distance to the rink or attendance? What are the key differences? Andrew, do you want to take that or do you want me to? Oof, I say we tag team this one. All right. Yeah. Uh, I would say really your main difference from D1 to D2 is how the teams are run. You know, there's they're run like a quote unquote professional team, you know, look at, you take all of the uh, WCHL teams, all 10 of them, for example, you know, all of those 10 teams are very well run and, and very well taken care of. And they pay attention to detail for the most part. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then as you trickle down, you know, we'll play, you know, a lot of the D one teams will play a couple D two teams beginning of the season, just kind of a warm up and stuff like that. And you, you get into the D2 stuff, and then you start, instead of calling and talking to an adult, a coach or something like that on the other end of the phone, now you're dealing with a kid. You're dealing with a player, right? Yep. And, you know, I got into that with Texas A&M, for example, this year, you know, trying to schedule warm-up games with them. You know, I got a hold of, I think he's an assistant captain. You know, instead of calling and talking to the head coach or whatever, it's all student run from top to bottom, right? And then the coach just shows up and coaches and that's it. And 
So that's the big that's the big thing for me from D one to D two, and, and you and you might be able to expand on that a little bit. Well, yeah, I, I let's I'll, I'll just take some of Lee's stuff and say what I don't think is uh, matters. I don't think attendance matters. I don't think distance to the rink matters. I don't think playing time matters because there are some D three schools that pack it in. That there are some D one schools that don't pack it in. Yep. Um, there are some D one schools that are like an hour away from the rink, like Alabama. Um, then there are some D3 schools that are an hour away from the rink, like uh, Kansas. Um, and then playing times, you know, heck, we had uh, some Division One games. Most Division One games get going sometime around 7, 7.30, around that area, uh, on, at least on a weeknight. Uh, but we had some Division One games that go off at 10 o'clock at night sometimes. So I don't yep. think those three uh, issues matter. From a team management perspective, Andrew, I would totally agree with you. At the D1 level, you're dealing with adults and other people in charge. I can look at everybody here in the top 20, and I can look at the names. I can look at the names of the of the tool of the schools, and I can tell you the name of the person that's running that program. Yep. Um, at the Division Two, and even more so at the Division Three level. The better Division Two teams have adults running the program, The but most Division Two teams are uh, run by uh, students. And then same thing for Division Three. Some of the better schools um, are run by adults, but most of them are run by students, meaning yeah. it's a true club, like the book yeah, club and it, the Tiddlywinks club. And it's, and it's really – and it's nothing against the kids that are running it because, you nope. know, good good for them for doing it, but – when you look at the adults that are running the teams, it's it provides consistency across from year to year, right? It's you know what you're getting when you deal with each team, and that's and, and that's the big thing in my opinion. And, and you know what you need to do, whereas sometimes yeah. kids forget to schedule the bus, or they forget to schedule their, <laughs> yep. the officials, or they forget to order warm up pucks or jerseys. Um, so, I mean, you, it helps to have an adult, um, uh, skill obviously is the big thing. Um, and then I think, uh, I think there's two other things. The budget is, the budget is, is different, um, from the division one and the division two, it's not terribly different, but it's, it's different in this aspect. Division one plays more of a national schedule. If you think about it, especially in the Western collegiate league, we play teams in many, many, many different States, many, many different regions. And I mean, just look at it for this this past week. I mean, we had Arizona traveled to North Dakota. We had last week Liberty. Tra- I mean, uh, UNLV traveled to Virginia to play Liberty. We've had uh, Niagara was supposed to travel to Colorado to play CSU. Oklahoma just went to Utah. Um, so the D one they play on more of a national scale, uh, nationwide stuff. Now, sure, some of it's. Uh, Try to keep it as close regionally as possible, but um, look at the Central States Collegiate Hockey League. It stretches all the way from Iowa to o- to Ohio. Um, in the uh, that Eastern States League that uh, Stony Brook plays in, it stretches all the way from Rhode Island down through uh, Long Island and New York because NYU's in there, all the way down to Delaware, and um, and uh, so it's you know it's 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 geographically. I would say D1 plays a, a national schedule on a geographic term. Yep. Division 2, they might play a couple of games on a national level, but they mostly play more of a regional. Their budgets are, are can be comparable to Division 1, but they play more of a regional. And by regional, I mean the West will play in the West. The yeah. North will play in the North. The South will play in the South. And then at Division 3, it gets even more regionalized California teams will only play in California. 
the Rocky Mountain teams will only play in the Rocky Mountain area. Um, you know, the Michigan teams will only play in Michigan. The uh, the teams in the Del Mar Valley, uh, Del Marva area. I said that wrong. Del Marva, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia. They'll only play in that little area. Yeah, and they, they will not do a national thing. They yeah, won't. They, they won't even step out. They stay right there for sure. Yeah. So I think that's. I think those are the big, the big differences in terms of uh, the the scheduling. Um, the scheduling opportunities, the scheduling, uh, uh, you know, if you want to step up with the big boys, you play, you play the big boys on a national level. You do a George Mason to go play over in Arizona. Um, even though you're going to get your butt kicked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I mean, so, so I, you know, the, the level of organization, the skill level, obviously the uh, team management in terms of, you know, just the quality of the equipment. There's nobody with mismatched gear. There's nobody with uh, everyone, you know, looks the same or they should look the same. You don't have a whole bunch of ragamuffins walking in, you know, dressed like they uh, just got out of class or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're all wearing yeah. track suits or suits or, you know, there's some uniformity that's going yep. on there. Someone's giving it some thought. Yeah. Cool. So good questions. Good, yep, questions. Very good, what, questions. What, what, very good questions. Did, did, were you going to add anything else, or did I just totally no, stomp no, all good. over you? No, you're good. All right. Just talking yeah. about the uniformity. It's like holy smokes, somebody's paying for those bills too. And watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I happened to be at your place earlier today, and I saw where there was a bunch of nice black long sleeve workout shirts, and I yeah. thought, uh huh, someone's yeah. paying attention for next year. That see, that's the other thing I think in terms of the planning, the team management, Division One. Just from a scheduling perspective, we get our division, we get our schedule. The schedule for 22-23 is already done. It's done. The conference schedule, it's my goal to get the conference schedule to the teams in October, by the end of October, by Halloween. And usually scheduling for Division 1 is done by the Christmas break, the end of the Christmas break. Now, there might be some tweaks here and there. Um, but usually scheduling is done at the division one level now by the end of the Christmas break division two and division three is even worse, but division two and division three, they'll start thinking about scheduling around the end of, you know, May, June. That's <laughs> yeah. when they start thinking about it, which is just insane to me because how do you, how are you able to budget? How are you able to plan? Yeah, how do you, you know do things? On. And, you know, the travel, it's, you know, some travel is also also different. You know, Division One, we travel is on buses. We travel on planes. Sometimes Division Two and Division Three, they hop in their own cars and they, you know, go. motor yeah, up. It, you know, so it's... Couldn't uh, imagine. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I hope we answered that question. I hope we answered all the questions. Thanks for the questions. If you have any more, yeah, please send them along. So, uh, I, especially, I like that genie in the bottle one. That's really, really good. <laughs> Yikes, that's got me thinking there. All right, Andrew, anything else we need to? We've jabbered on long enough. We're, next yeah. week, we get to look for nationals. We get we get a clear shot at nationals next week. So Yeah, this time hold, next week, we'll know all 20 teams. Tight. We'll know yeah. the matchups. Hold, hold tight, right? Hold tight. Uh, and, Andrew, we just we just had the Super Bowl. I know you were building uh, stuff with Allen wrenches and particle board and uh, widgets and all sorts of stuff from Sweden. Uh, did you get a chance to watch the Super Bowl? I didn't even know they were playing. <laughs> I was going to ask you what you thought of the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, you know, my I I watched it with my wife last night. Yeah. I was just like, oh, what am I being bludgeoned with here? You know, I, 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 I just thought it was... Uh, I like big productions and I like big shows. And as soon as I saw the staging and, you know, it's, it, it looked cool, little houses yep. and stuff, but I thought, oh, wait a second, only, you know, 
one-sixth or one-tenth of the stadium can actually see these ants out there on the field right. doing anything. That's what, I, that's what I thought. And I just thought, you you know, you're, this thing is made for television. And, uh, you know, I liked Snoop and Dr. Dre up on top, and I liked Eminem up on top. Um, but, uh, you know, the Mary J. Blige, uh, that's not my cup of tea. And nope. uh, 50 Cent hanging down from a rafter upside down wasn't my exactly. Nope. I didn't think it put on a uh, show. But I also respect the fact that, um you know, they. I, I don't know that I was their target audience. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, they were, they were talking about that was the uh, Super Bowl halftime show of the of the century, and yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with that. I heard a lot of a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, all you old people, all you boomers, um, you know, are just poo pooing this thing. But that was just you know, just incredible, and it was awesome, and whatever. And I pulled my two, uh, my two uh, uh, posters, um, yeah, twenty five and twenty two, and uh, they both kind of went. Eh, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, they they didn't uh, they did not write home about it. Like I said, Tom Tom Petty, way better. Yeah. Yeah, Prince, but 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 way but, better. But yeah, they were you know, and come on, that's our time, and that's old, right? I'm I'm sure there's yeah. probably some people that were well, like, who are these old people? Why is the Who up there with their big bellies and everything? Who who was it? Was it Bruno Mars a couple years ago? Bruno Mars was killer. Yeah, that was great. Right? Yep. Yep. And that's not even my style. You and I had the same style of music. That wasn't even my style of music, and I thought that was a good performance, right? Yep. Yep. So but, it yeah. was. Anyways, thought it was interesting. Any uh, yeah. any commercials stand out to you? I had, I did not watch one second of it. Really? All right. I, I didn't. I haven't watched a second of that, and I haven't watched a one second of the Olympics this year either. I just noticed there were an awful lot of electric vehicles uh, advertised. I guess that's the way uh, things are going these days. So. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. what I think about that. Well, I guess the WCHL won't be getting you an electric vehicle anytime soon, no, huh? No, no, there is absolutely nothing wrong with grabbing a wrench and and diving in and and fixing something. Oh, and, look uh, at look at you, look at you. We're we're we are getting away from that, and yeah, <laughs> great. Now we're gonna you're yeah. gonna want to bring us back to the fifties, huh? Well, I don't know about that, but you know, I've spent two days underneath a zamboni chasing <laughs> wires and. And doing stuff, and there's something to be said when you do that, and then you jump up there and you turn that key, and it and it turns on, right? It's, yeah, a sense of accomplishment. There's, there's something to be said about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, Andrew, it should be a fun weekend. The last weekend of uh, of play here in the ACHA for games that count in the regular season. Uh, that's this Sunday, February 18th, or the last games that count. And so it should be um, it should be interesting. I'm, I like this last weekend of play. Yeah, um, there's some good games. Yeah, Arizona State's fighting for their life against uh, Arizona. Arizona's fighting for their life against ASU. Yeah. So there shouldn't be that. Should just be two hard fought games. No, no, yeah. no donkey business or anything. Um, you know, Oklahoma and UCO, hopefully, you know, the referees will keep, uh, keep that under control. Yeah. I mean, one team's going to nationals, one team isn't hopefully, uh, they'll just play hard and not, you know, hopefully your team won't, won't muck it up. Uh, same thing for Colorado hosting Missouri state, Missouri state's going, Colorado isn't, hopefully they won't muck it up. Same thing for, uh, you know, Utah's fighting for their life. Literally. Yes, they are. And they've got to go to CSU which is a tough place to win 
and um, hopefully they won't. Uh, hopefully CSU won't won't goon it up. And same with uh, Grand Canyon in Vegas up, up there in Vegas. Grand Canyon's not going to nationals, and Vegas is. And so let's just hope we have uh, you know ten really good games, and uh, uh, nobody decides to be an idiot. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that didn't sound very convincing, right there, Andrew. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to have a talk uh, after we uh, after we hit reco- hit hit the unrecord button here. Uh, that's that's the biggest. I think that's the biggest fear of every coach that's going to nationals yeah. is that the other team's yeah, gonna try to DQ them now. Yeah, we don't need that crap. No, that's why we're the best conference in the ACHA. We just. Uh, uh, we, we, we don't, we don't do any of that garbage business. This yeah, isn't, this that, is division one. That's, you know, that's another reason or another thing, mostly with division one and division two between, uh, there's a lot of after the whistle baloney, I would yes. say another word, but it, I would we would need to put an E <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. There's a lot of crap after the whistle that happens in division two and even more so at division three, a lot of weekend warriors. A lot of guys think the NHL is right around the corner and they don't get that they're playing division three or division two hockey. Some of these guys at Division One are very skillful, and yeah. Um, you know, the, yeah, there can be a couple of donkeys, but um, you know, there's uh, for the most part, everybody gets it, and yep. um, uh, they're respectful, and so they. I don't think there's anyone that goes out deliberately to hurt anybody. Whereas that's happened before at the D two and the, definitely the D three level. So there's another difference for you. Hopefully, we get uh, straight up Division One hockey in all ten games this week. And uh, it's great stuff. And I'm really looking forward to tomorrow night, the George Mason Massacre. Oh, what, <laughs> What's the over-under? Yeah. Come on, give me an over-under. Oh. oh, good Lord. If they don't beat them by 10. <laughs> there you go. So the over-under is 10. Oh. Uh, if, well, they don't get it, if they don't get them by 10, holy moly. They're on notice. All right. Well, hey, yes. thanks, thanks to everyone for listening to this edition of the WCHL podcast. We apologize we ran on a little too long, but, you know. I tend to talk. Quality recording right here. <laughs> follow the uh, follow Andrew on Twitter at Stickford A M S T I C K F O R D A M. I'm on Twitter at uh, C J P in O K L A. Uh, the Western CHL is on Twitter at Western CHL, and the Pod is on Twitter at W C H L Pod. Send us some questions, uh, DM us, whatever. Give us a listen to the podcast on uh, Apple or whatever your other preferred podcast platforms are. Give us some uh, nice ratings, thumbs up, leave us a good review, whatever. And then, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this time next week because the season will be effectively over. We'll know the teams that are at Nationals. And, Andrew, then we can focus on... uh, what, what what some prognostications and Ooh. some yeah we can really get into some over unders and some uh, r- r- factor fictions maybe the maybe the fight club comes back into play Ooh. that's the, that's the a nationals gu- fight club that's a guarantee the wchl fight club at nationals oh yes i like it we were just talking about not gooning it up and here you go and just <laughs> screw us over way to go buddy all righty we appreciate everybody listening andrew i'm gonna hit the button get us out of here would you hey i will everybody have a great weekend stay safe out there watch some great college hockey and we will catch you on the flip side <laughs>